Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. You're listening to Brum Radio. I'm Dave Massey. I'm joined on the telephone by Erica Lover, who is director at Cultura Central. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. The sun is shining. It is. It's a it's a lovely Friday afternoon. We're just heading into the weekend as we do the recording for this. Um, culture Central on, on its website describes itself as a collective voice for arts and culture in the West Midlands. And very recently I shared a, um, a post that said uh, that there had been over 2,500 uh, e- events over the past 12 months during a pandemic. What an insane statistic. Um, how did you feel about the fact that um, uh, that there was such a pioneering spirit in the region for this sort of digital event. Well, yeah, when we were collecting the data and to kind of, I suppose, yeah, do the press release and find out what the sector had been up to for the last 12 months that maybe we didn't necessarily know about, mm-hmm. we, um, we were quite, you know, just amazed with the amount of activity and yeah. the reach that had happened. I mean, those events, and that was just the, you know, the, the numbers you came back to is with what they've been doing. There's probably lots more um, of other things that have gone on as well. So over two and a half thousand events, you know, in a global audience of 31 million, um, which is just incredible yes. to have, you know, the West Midlands um, represented it um, across the world in that way. So yeah, just re- really proud and you know, I suppose a little bit humbled, really, about the awesomeness of our sector and, and the people who work in it and their resilience and ability to, you know, shift and move and do things so quickly um, um, in such a difficult time. I was lucky enough to speak to some uh, uh, Birmingham Royal Ballet dancers in previous interviews that I've done, and one of the things that they said were, because they were from the States and Canada, that because the events were being broadcast, their families were able to see their work online almost live for the first time um what what opportunities do you think that we might have going forward uh, that we we didn't really ex- explore in the same way before and well i think that's that's the key isn't it really i think what, what we've recognized is that when we do these things digitally we can get that global audience you know and the region is going into you know two of the real big events that are happening you've got coventry city of culture and then we've got you know birmingham 2022 and the festival the cultural festival that goes alongside mm-hmm. that that will last for six months you know and i think along with all of the work that the organizations are going to do for that i think it's going to be really interesting to see how that stuff can be online and be seen across the world and and showcase the West Midlands as the powerhouse of arts and culture that it really is. One of one of the things that I'm very excited about, I I'd never until someone said to me that we'd got like a dance hub in Birmingham. I'd I'd seen dance in Birmingham in 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 street dance and street theatre over um over a sort of period of fifteen years, going back to like two thousand and three, two thousand and four, and those kind of events. Um, but it's become something that's real, uh, really intrinsic in, within Birmingham, with p- particularly. How do you feel yeah. about that? I mean, I think dance, dance, is, dance is probably you know something that I love to watch and, um, and and love to kind of wish I could dance like some of those dancers. So yeah, you know we've got we've got a real tradition in Birmingham of dance and you know a real class and quality. I mean, but we have such a wide and you know breadth of cultural organisations and individuals. You know, tonight I'm going to be joining Adam Carver's Fat Butchers, you know, disco bingo that he normally wow. does in the Nightingale. You know, <laughs> that and, sounds brilliant. <laughs> and then on another time, I'm watching you know the Hippodrome's Colour Purple or the Royal Shakespeare's Company's Dream, and and you just kind of look at the very work you know like the nutcracker that the brb streamed um and rosie k did some streaming as well from the rep so yes you know it's it's 
it, yeah, we have we have a lot of great organisations, both small, large, who who do some you know amazing stuff really, and and engage audiences um, in a time when we really need it. I don't even you know. I look forward to my Friday nights. It's my kind of that's that's my time on Zoom because otherwise you you don't get to do as much, do you? Yes. Um, and it's the next best thing to being there in person. I, I absolutely, and although it creates a brand new environment. Do you suddenly feel like if you've watched a digital event, particularly if you've had your head... I mean, I, I sat and watched digital uh, the uh, RSC's Dream with headphones on, and I'd never sat in an event with headphones on like that at home. I'd always had the, mu- the music or the sound echo in the living room. Um, and to be sort of ha- have your headphones on and have the sound so close to you was really weird for me i'd not had that experience before did you have your headphones on during dream was that something that you did i didn't know i had um i had i had it on my laptop because um my um, daughter was watching it with me oh wow so you're having a shared see that's a shared experience that's even better it was. that's yeah, that's brilliant we got to choose the fireflies ourselves. <laughs> Where was the other going? <laughs> We're arguing about who was doing it. And that was a research and development project. Do you think that, again, seeing those kind of uh, pieces that are kind of part finished, presented as digital pieces, those, that, that was quite an interesting way of doing it. And I thought that was the kind of, you know, the Q&A afterwards was really interesting, yes. you know, that, about how they'd managed it and how the partnership had developed. And I think, you know, we are going to continue to see those ongoing collaborations, both between cross-sectors, certainly between creative content, um, you know, and I think there's some still questions about how we managed to kind of, you know, get generate income from those things yeah. um, that are a bit meaningful. Um, and obviously, people really do want to go to things, you know, people want to be in spaces and see things outdoors as well. So I think it's good, you know, what does that have? hybrid model look like mm-hmm. in, in in the next you know 12 to 18 months and into the future and how you know i think it's always been an ambition for the sector to to do more digital work um, and you know it sits as one of those priorities but i think until the pandemic i think you know you're busy doing the day job aren't you um so i think it's it's pushed a lot of things quick more quickly than it might have done previously how do you feel about um mask wearing uh, for audiences at the theatre and um, have you been in a, a theatre yourself wearing a mask um, and what was um, that experience like? Yeah I mean I think we're all getting much more used to wearing masks and from the audience research that's been done by Indigo and Baker Richards it's becoming very clear that audiences do want people to be wearing masks yeah. when they come back to those spaces so and I did I went to the um, Hippodrome Van Gogh exhibition yes. and wore the mask through through that and it's okay, isn't it? It's fine. It's what we get used to. And for me, you know, being able to go and do those things, if it's just the inconvenience of wearing a mask um, for a little while, then that's fine by me. So. I, I love that there's a level of creativity going into people's masks now as well, that they were maybe a little bit thought it... Very early on, it was kind of... Uh, when we first had the idea of wearing masks, we didn't want to appear crass by having customised masks. And now there's a level of confidence that we can use them to express ourselves um, yeah. more the further we go into this. Um, have you been seeing a lot more creativity on on, on Instagram and uh, tic- TikTok as well? Those are all um, areas that seem to have been growing during uh, 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Black Country Living Museum's TikTok is absolutely awesome. Yes. Um, and they've got a huge following. Um, I think 
we're seeing that start to develop and and you know that sounds fantastic also i have to be careful with though with tiktok because you start just thinking oh i've got five minutes i'll, I'll kill five <laughs> minutes and then um, and then you're lost for about three hours so. it is <laughs> it, and, you, and you feel that because even it's a 30 second video that that's that and you're not going to really lose much of your time um one of my uh one of my experiences on uh instagram um they left a security guard in charge of a cowboy muse- museum in in the states in Texas, and he became their social media person um, dur- during lockdown. And all he was doing was exploring the museum during lockdown and making his own videos about it. And for me, it was fascinating to see that kind of aspect of it. And I know that one of the great things about Black Country Living Museum is that you have um, almost actors in the roles of um, people from the past. And I think that really connects audiences to um, our our history in a way that maybe other places haven't done before. Yeah, and, and what's, you know, it's, it's they actually, the Black Country Living Museum inspired um, one of our kind of um, cultural kind of collaborations across the region, which is It Gets Lighter From Here. Yes. Which, if you, which is, um, I think we've had about 201 minute films Wow. Um, across social media that you could just find and they're still up there by the way if people want to look at yes. them hashtag it gets lighter from here um and that was a bit of an inspiration for that but i agree i think what they've done really well at black country living museum is take the essence of the museum and um, which is about characters and stories yes. as well as the kind of physical aspect and just really you know use that for a modern day world and you know that's a really you know it's really innovative for the sector and i think something again we'll hopefully see more of i i really um i haven't been to the black country museum in years and i feel like i have because of seeing it on socials and seeing the content that it shows what do you think that uh, we can uh, look forward to going forward what sort of things do you think are going to be coming next um, do you know what? I'm just trying to find out where, what people's plans are at the moment. I yes. think that they're reopening in, in May with, with some of the Rosie yeah. K stuff. I know that I'm pretty sure that Townhall Symphony Hall wants to do some work with CBSO, but we're, yeah. you know, we're just waiting for the announcements, I think. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, people are waiting to see whether the April the 12th is, is a goer yes. in terms of the opening. Um, but um, I think we'll maybe see some more outdoor work in the summer um, and start to see venues sort of programming. Obviously, we know yeah. these things take a little bit of time um, to plan. Um, you know, um, like the, you know, your dancers are going to be rehearsing, absolutely, and having to get you know stage yeah. ready, performance ready. Um, so that, they, that can take a little time. So, um, but I think there's going to be some great stuff, and um, yeah. I think you know, lots of festivals and lots of outdoor activity, and um, which we know are happening in the region. And made festivals going ahead that sold out. So there's definitely an appetite for people to experience things. Yes. Um, you know, go out and um, yeah, enjoy arts and culture in a way. You know, hopefully. Um, the people who always did do it will carry on going and maybe some new people who found some yes. new things over over the next 12 months will also be excited to get out there and spend time with friends and family um in those places it feels absolutely bizarre for me to ask being having asked that question when in previous years the plans are made two years ahead 18 months yeah. ahead a year ahead and six months ahead and we're in this situation we don't know what might happen in three weeks and that's just insane to me that we've we found that our journey like that. But at the same time, it's really exciting. 
as well it's exciting to see so um, I'm really excited to see what Culture Central will be sharing about over the summer and certainly through the spring as well um, Erica we can find you on socials at culturecentral.co.uk um, and you guys are on Twitter and what what other socials are you on yourselves um, we're on Instagram, so Culture Central on Instagram, and um, we are also on Facebook, and we have a, the Facebook page, but we also have um, a Culture Response Unit um, yes. group within that, which is for the sector as well. So if anybody's interested in, you know, finding out what's going on, people post lots of interesting stuff in there too. That's absolutely brilliant, Erica. Thank you so much for chatting to us about this today. No, thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to having a listen. And we'll, we'll get you back in, in, in hopefully later in the year to chat a bit further about more physical events, really. Oh, that'd be so exciting, wouldn't it? Can't wait. <laughs> thank you so much. You're listening to Brum Hour on Brum Radio. I'm Dave Mass. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.